We are finally here. It has uh, been a bit of a you-know-what show trying to get this one recorded. Uh, Friday morning, about 7 o'clock, some bad thunderstorms rolled through here. Power lines down everywhere. We lost power almost all day on Friday, so we couldn't record. Yesterday, we had plans to go boating and needed to be up and out of the house around 7 or 7.30, so that didn't afford us an opportunity to record yesterday. So here we are on Father's Day, Sunday, beautiful day here in southeastern Illinois. You have made it to the Bushels and Barrels program. Me and my partner in freedom sitting here, loving to be with you. Say hello, Jessica. Hello, Jessica. <laughs> How are you doing today? Happy Father's Day to you. Well, thank you, and happy Father's Day to every father out there. Every single one of you. Yes, and even if you're not a father, if you've just been a, a male figure, male mentor to any kid, uh, your contribution to society needs to be recognized today. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> Fathers are so important in life and in little girls' life, little boys' lives. Yep. I, it's unexplainable how important men are and fathers. I totally agree. Are to our society and it's, in it's our families. Sh- and it's a shame the way the government wants to push men out of the lives of mm-hmm. women and out of the lives of, of kids, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. So we celebrate you today, fathers. All right. Yes. <laughs> awesome. And thank you. Yes. Yes. So what are you going to do on Father's Day? Uh, I think today, because uh, today is your day. Yeah. Well, I mean, okay. So Father's Day obviously is always in June, and farmers uh-huh. generally are busy. Yeah. And this is no exception. I uh, got ripe wheat right now. Mm-hmm. I haven't started cutting yet. Was gonna maybe start Friday, but we got that thunderstorm. I think if I can get my ducks in a row, which I still got to do some other stuff, getting the combine ready and, and moving some equipment around, but maybe try to cut some wheat late this afternoon. Just nice. see if it's dry and, and start mm-hmm. wheat harvest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. is what I'm thinking. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You're going to be working today. Yes, of course. Well, happy Father's Day. Well, thank you. Yeah. I might have to have a bush latte while I'm working. <laughs> yeah. Alden and I are going to head down to see my father yep. and Marion yep. and uh, visit with them for a little bit. So that's going to be fun. Absolutely. Yeah. You know... I don't generally get to actually, quote unquote, celebrate Father's Day just because of when it falls. It's kind of mm-hmm. like whenever Mother's Day falls in May. Mm-hmm. What am I doing? You're in the field. Whenever your birthday, October 5th. Uh-huh. What am I doing? You're in a field. It's just <laughs> every single holiday seems <laughs> to fall wrong. <laughs> well, my birthday's not a holiday, but thank you for recognizing. Should be. <laughs> Sure, you want it to You're be. just playing makeup. <laughs> You're trying to get some brownie points, I guess. <laughs> I, I deserve, I, well, I need a few yeah, for sure. I, I don't know if I deserve them, but I need them. For sure. You didn't give me a Mother's Day card, so. Be quiet. <laughs> Why you got to blow me up like that? Oh, man. Jeez. It's okay. You were busy. You had a lot of long days. <laughs> I give you a break, but we'll make you one later because I didn't pick you one up either. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Just returning the favor, babe. So did you have fun boating yesterday? <laughs> we had such a good time with good friends, and uh, the kids had fun. They were all worn out. Alden was asleep. Oh, he was snoring on the way home. So um, we got home late, late, late. But you know what? When you're in good company and you've got like-minded people around you, it's hard to leave. That's for you sure. You just want to hang out more. Should so. I share my crisis that I had before we oh, left? It, it has something to do with your your... New Year's resolution. Sure does. Sure does. And how it's coming back to bite me right now. Oh, no. So, so here, guys, here's what happened. Believe it or not, this week I did get back into running. 
Uh-huh. I think I've only missed one day this week of running. Mm-hmm. So I've done really well. And, and it's I'm, been so hot and humid. Oh, so my god! I'm so surprised that you've been out and about first thing in the morning. You but know, that's honestly, the best time to go. And I like running when it's hot. I really do. I, sweating doesn't bother me like that. Mm-hmm. That's um, good. But anyway, so I'm getting on track to try to at least slow the gain of weight, if not <laughs> go backwards on it. <laughs> And uh, yesterday morning, I get up, I go for a short run because I knew that we had to leave. And I get home, drink a bottle of water, sit on the back porch, let the breeze cool me down, take a shower. Jess had my swim trunks laid out on the bed. Which I got on sale after season last year, so they I don't think you've ever worn them. <laughs> That's good to know. Oh. <laughs> I'm glad that I've never worn them because I don't remember okay. how, how many pairs of swim trunks do I have. Three Maybe or four. three or four. Yeah. 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 So Jess lays those out on the bed. So that way when I get out of the shower, I put my swim trunks on. We walk out the door and we go boating. Uh-huh. I uh, put the swim trunks on and I'm like, man, these things are they're kind of short and they're kind of tight. And oh, well, whatever. <laughs> and I walked past the mirror. The big tall mirror. And I was like, nope. <laughs> we aren't doing this today (laughs) what used to fit me normally last year looked like a speedo on me this year oh it did not i did (laughs) not felt like it did i did not see this oh my gosh i instantly took them back off screamed downstairs jess we're gonna have to do something different here (laughs) you did and i mean it was a crisis because we were supposed to be on the road at that time it was a total female meltdown it was i I, i'll i'll admit well, anybody who's not confident in their own skin, you know, has a problem with swimsuit season. Well, see, so. I, yeah, okay. I think there's a difference between being confident in your own skin and being confident in what the hell you're wearing. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm confident in my own own skin wearing briefs, okay? <laughs> but not in front but of But I don't want to go out in front of people wearing them. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Nor do I. I don't wear briefs, but yeah, nor do I. Yeah. So. But. If That's where that came from. We, we ended up scrounging around and find, finding yeah. one of the other pairs that did the job. Yeah. Got some sunburn yesterday. I keep telling him that the only opinion that matters and what he's wearing is mine, so it doesn't matter. Well, that's that's kind of true, but I still want to be comfortable. <laughs> that's true. I mean, no, I, you know, Cody, whenever I was telling him about the crisis, uh-huh. you know, he's like, he's like, who are you trying to impress? Right. I was like, nobody. I just don't want to go out feeling naked. <laughs> <laughs> or like you have a speedo on. I mean, like you don't want to. You show know, some up. of these cowboys they wear Wranglers that like uh-huh. they look like they're painted on. Right. That's what that those uh, swim trunks looked like mm. me yesterday. Bless your heart. Yeah, that's okay. Sorry, we talked through it. You tried on. So- He's got these ones that like go way past his kneecaps, and I'm like, no, I no, those don't no. Mm-mm. So I had to buy him some new ones, and I'm a big fan of the ones that go above the knee, not like short short ones but the ones that just hit above the knee i think they look nice and i i really like them on you and uh he tried to go out with the ones that were below the knee and i'm like no no we ain't pulling that well you know what had i wore those my knee my kneecaps wouldn't be near a sunburn today is what they are well we're just getting warmed up for the summer i guess so. you've got a nice little fade going on i know with your white t-shirt farmer's tan and your Oh, I, I had probably That's the okay. best farmer's tan down there mm-hmm. yesterday. You did. I you took really off did. my I took off my t shirt to get some sun, and mm-hmm. uh, I was standing there, and the people in the water go, "Dude, take your shirt off." I'm like, <laughs> "It's off." <laughs> That's cheesy. Oh gosh, we had a great time, Nicole and Cody, and Tony and uh, Carolyn and their kids, and and then Reagan. 
Yep. Nicole's. So, um, and Alden had a blast. We had, we had fun. We tubed a little bit. We just wore the kids down. That's so, right. Yeah. And wore the adults down too. Yeah. We had a good time. Yep. We had a really good time. Lake Shelbyville. Beautiful lake. That is a nice yeah, lake. A I've never been lake. up there before. Mm-hmm. Me neither. So. We'll do her again sometime. Awesome. Yeah. Had a great time. Great week. Well, uh, did we get any emails this week? We did. We did. Let's hear let about me, a few of them. Yeah, let, let's go through them. So um, last week we talked about pride and stuff and and how, I don't know if I mentioned this or not, but my dad told me, I, I, I talked about my dad and how he taught us, you know, you do it the, the first time, you do it the right way the first time so you don't have to come back and redo it. You're taking twice twice the time to do it. Right. So um, there, there were some people who wanted to comment in on that and um, in the 3D printers. Yes. Yeah. And did, I forgot to do the research on that. That's okay. But. That's okay. So people know about the 3D printers. They're not as expensive as what they used to be. I'm finding that you can find cheap ones are like $150, $300. So that's that's where we're at. Um, yes, you can. Brandon from Illinois says he loves his show and TikToks. And Thank he you. says, writing to confirm that guns can be 3D printed while most are out of plastic. So they are not very strong. And most only shoot 22 long rifles. So um, 3D printers have come down in price. And uh, thanks, Brandon, for reaching out and letting yeah. us know that. Yeah. Dan from Fort Wayne, Indiana. So I think people are finding out that um, we like to know where you're from. So now they're putting their... That's awesome. Thank you. <laughs> yes. Keep them coming. Yeah. So going back to pride and work ethic... Um, Dan writes in from Fort Wayne. He says, I started working in a small mom and pop grocery store when I was 13, 14 years old, stocking shelves, sweeping floors, etc. Was asked to work on a Saturday and um, he said, sure. He says that he had an offer to go do something fun on that Saturday while he was young and he would just call, call in and tell him that he couldn't work. Long story short, the owner said that it was fine. If you need this weekend off, go ahead and take the next two weeks off. And he's, he went on to say that taught him a lesson and you must commit to what you are doing. Uh, he showed up that weekend instead of doing whatever was fun and never called off work since unless he couldn't get out of bed sick. So, and that happened once in the last 35 years. So Dan, that is a great story. And that's awesome. Mm -hmm. And thanks for yeah. listening. Yeah. And thanks for emailing. Absolutely. Um, Matthew was the one who sent in the gator TikTok to us that had the beer in the... Yes. Yeah, he, he wanted to clarify that that was not his gator. So oh, anyway, okay. He was just sharing the video. <laughs> some other salesman of some other guy who bought a gator, that poor, that poor yeah. guy. But anyway. No, <laughs> so then he goes on to say that he was listening and um, in the air-conditioned shop painting and listening to some awesome music, and he really liked your summertime music. Yeah, yeah. awesome. Yeah. Um, Rod sent in an email about pride and I'm going to read this to you. So, um, he has two daughters and he's taught him, he's taught him well. So this, this is a really good story. So give me just a minute. Uh, when we clean out our cow shed, we always take a broom, leaf blower and knock down any cobwebs, dust, etc. We also scrub out the water tank feeders and power wash the walls. That's just the way that we've always done it. About five years ago, one of our neighbors was in an accident and broke his back. His wife and Jen, my wife, were talking one day, and his wife asked Jen if we knew who they could hire to clean out their cow shed. Long story short, after asking them, I told them that our daughters would be happy to come help. When they were done, the neighbors were absolutely beside themselves on how it looked because they did all the extras that were normal practices at home. 
When asked why they did all that, because it wasn't expected, their answer was cleaning out the shed included all of it. They later told me that they were going to just scrape it out with the skid loader and put down fresh bedding. But after it was scraped out, it still looked dirty. And he says, this is where I insert a proud dad moment. So they opted to, quote, do it right because they didn't want anyone thinking it was a half you know what job it'd be half assed (laughs) job yes (laughs) um and he said i explained that that is exactly what pride is doing something that makes you feel good to have your name attached to it anyways hope all this makes sense god bless and not forgetting to be an american in napanee indiana awesome yeah thanks what a great story yes and what a great dad yes i mean the ability to look at something and go yeah i did what i was supposed to do Mm-hmm. But man, that still doesn't look very good. Mm-hmm. I can do just a little bit more to make that look nicer. That's, that's part of that's being a good a, a good worker and a good employee. And mm-hmm. part of that is taking self pride in what you're doing mm-hmm. and respect. Yeah, just be nice, helping your neighbor. Mm-hmm. Just anytime, good story. Absolutely. Anytime I I can look back, stand back after a job is done, and say, "Oh my." Yeah, that, that's good. Yeah. That looks good. Yeah. Kind of how I did whenever I detailed your truck a few weeks ago. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah, this is a nice pickup. Yeah. It really is, even though we just kind of abuse it a little bit because it's a farm truck. It's a farm you know? truck. Yeah. 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 Um, Michael. Oh, oh, no, I'm sorry. This is a fun one. Okay. This is a fun one. I'm going to read this one because I'm not going to do a good job. Per, like, just I'm going to read it. Okay. Ryan and Jessica had to let you know how big of a fan I am of your podcast. I love it capital letters, and really enjoy your topics. You two have such a special way of hitting off of one another. I learned of your podcast from my son, and yes, I have to confess to being the mother of Tony Reed. <laughs> but I did not teach him all those bad words. <laughs> the very first sentence our pastor ever heard him say was at a surprise party when Tony was about two years old. They shut off the lights, and this little voice said, quote, who in the blank shut off the lights? Hell is the word. <laughs> yes. Who the hell shut off the lights? You yeah. could have filled that blank in. Oh, <laughs> I guess you could. Yes, I'm sorry. Well, my my mind doesn't go immediately to the F words. So. Right. <laughs> and she goes on to say, I guess we should have known that he would be destined for TikTok. I never miss your podcast, so keep them coming. Love you guys. Patty Reed from Stewardson, Illinois. Patty, thank you so yes. much. We were just through Stewardson yesterday on the way yes. to Lake Shelbyville. Mm-hmm. So, yes. And you've given birth to a good dude right there. Yeah, he's a Tony's a good guy. Yeah. I mean, and you know what? He turns it off around the kids. Oh, well, I don't think that he necessarily talks like No, and I he mean, didn't talk like that from day You guys day. have shop talk. I think everybody that gets around their guy friends, everybody talks like they're in the shop. You know, yeah. you just throw around whatever and you joke around and then you're like, "Yeah, dude, whatever." Yeah. You know, I don't know very many women who do that, but but maybe they do. I don't know. We're they're guys. Just kinda, yeah. You're just dudes. It's just it's what fun. we do. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah. It's fun. No, we had a great time. He's got a great gal, Carolyn, too. So we're a lot of like Carolyn and I. We like to get out in the garden, get our fingers dirty and sure. play in the mud and do all yeah. the things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, Patty, thank you so much for listening. And uh, yeah. thanks for the email. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we have a very special shout out request to Hot Allen. <laughs> oh, this is a good one. So Mackenzie and Alan, hot Alan, um, they got married on Friday, I believe. This, yes. Yeah, the 17th of June. So, or maybe it's Saturday. 
Saturday. What's today? This know. is Sunday. Yeah, I think so they got I, married Friday, I didn't they? I think they got married on Friday. So yeah. um, Mackenzie wanted to do a special shout out to her now husband. Awesome. Hot Allen. So shout out to Hot Allen from Mackenzie's. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, yep. That would be Mrs. Madsen. Okay. Now, so congratulations on your wedding. And they are from? Oh. Duluth, Minnesota. Duluth, Minnesota. Yeah, I was going to have to look at that. See, I didn't have to up. look at that. You told me that yeah. the other day, and I remember that. I know. So. <laughs> I forget things. There's a lot of there's a lot of stuff going on. You know what's there. a good thing about getting married in Minnesota right now probably is? It's not too hot. I guarantee you, it probably wasn't as hot up there as what it just was here this past week. Yes. But probably happy nuptial guys yes that's awesome yes, congratulations thanks for, thanks for letting us know yeah and um we we appreciate you and and listening in and giving us your thoughts too so that's great right yes um i think that's all i have for shout outs as far as as far as that goes cool mm-hmm. cool awesome well i did some uh show prep here okay i got some uh wowzers of some stories here okay wait a second let me tell you that I have not been able to stay up with the news, and I am totally okay with that. For the last two weeks, Alden has been here with me full-time, all day long, and it's summertime. So we are on summer schedule, where our naps are few and far between, and we've got guests over, our, our friends, our cousins. We've had, we've had lots of little ones over here. And we have been going through the groceries. Holy macaroni. Not macaroni, as in, we don't, we haven't made that, but... We've been going through groceries. Yeah. Like crazy. So I'm going to have to like do a major haul at Aldi. <laughs> Good. <laughs> so. Go to Aldi, not Walmart. Oh, it's it's crazy expensive. And you know, I don't know how people are doing it. I really don't. Um, because it seems like things that would have been, you know, 70 bucks six months ago are like 150 yeah. It's it's like doubled. It's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. The laundry detergent that we use has gone up in a dollar fifty you know, for, so that's, I just noticed those things and it's, it's, uh, yeah, I think we're, in fact, you and I had this conversation about sodas every now and then Ryan likes the diet Mountain Dew or maybe once a, do you drink one once a morning? Mm. Sometimes it's like maybe every other day you have one in the morning. And so I get a, I get a case of, of diet Mountain Dew. And then every now and then I have diet Pepsi. So I used to be a big diet Coke drinker, but then I stopped drinking diet Coke and now I'm on water. But every now and then I want a soda. So, or a Coke, what, whatever, whatever you call it from wherever you're from (laughs) in the South, everybody calls it Coke. And then they're like, okay, what kind of Coke do you want? Which is another conversation for another day, I guess. But anyways, so I'll I buy these cases and I'm like, Ryan, we're gonna I'm not buying soda anymore. Are you okay with that? And he was like, Yep, I'm fine with that. And I'm like, Okay, we're not doing it. Yeah. <laughs> it's just everything's just so expensive. So we're gonna I mean I'll give up I'll give up Diet Mountain Dew as long yep. as I can keep Bush Light in the budget. Sure. Sure. <laughs> uh, well, I don't buy your beer, so I don't know. No, not generally. <laughs> I guess we buy it, but moving to some headlines here. Okay. You're All done right. with it. You're done with my grocery talk. Yeah, yeah. Obviously. No, I just hear people turning turn us off right now. Oh, you do? <laughs> See, and I'm thinking, this is like real, real life. life. Yeah, it's I real get it. Life. I get it. Well, yeah. I got more real life here, too. Oh, gosh. Okay. So instead of just being on the Epoch Times looking for news, I, I kind of just searched around today to find. You know, there was another holiday besides Father's Day this past week. Another? This Juneteenth. Oh, I know they celebrate that on um, Monday, right? The 19th? Yeah, they celebrate. Yeah, that's that's. Is that, when they is that ce- coming up tomorrow? That's tomorrow. Yeah, Monday. Okay, well, here. All the banks are closed tomorrow. <laughs> so, NBC News, who I do not trust at all. Okay. But I did read this article. In- headline, 
Juneteenth was finally recognized as a holiday. Then came commercialization. Companies that are having these picnics for their employees and feeding them fried chicken and watermelon? Who made that call? What? (laughs) What this lady from Torina, named Torina Harris of Galveston, Texas said. But I guess Galveston is the home of Juneteenth. Like, that's where it started. Okay. And it it became more prevalent because of the whole George Floyd thing a couple years ago and all that. Uh But they began marking the day when members of the Union Army arrived upon the southern reaches of Texas in 1865 to both inform enslaved people that they were henceforth entitled to a wage for their labor and to enforce the Emancipation Proclamation amongst plantation owners. Okay. Slave owners. So... I don't have a problem with that part. You know, freeing slaves, is that's a great thing. I I would have fought for the Union had I been back then. Mm-hmm. I, would not, I wouldn't have been a Confederate. I would have been fighting for the freedom of every individual in America. Right. Black, white, yellow. I don't care. I, don't, I never have given a shit about color. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's just the way I am. Mm-hmm. But, okay, this shit's getting out of hand. Oh, yeah. Like, it is so out of hand. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, People are just looking for reasons to be offended. Absolutely. You, I mean, just absolutely. Here, here, here's one. In this article, here's one thing it said. A Juneteenth soul food celebration in Alabama was canceled after a leaked poster for the event real, revealed none of its featured hosts were black. Hmm. Why can't I be white and be happy for black people and want to celebrate that? Hmm. Like I just said, I would have fought for the union. Yeah. Not the Confederates. If we would have won, I would want to celebrate with the black people. You know, just because the hosts of the event weren't black means it's racist? No. No, it doesn't. Hell, they're they're holding the event for black people, for the emancipation of of slavery. Mm -hmm. I don't get that. But anyway, go on, look at another quote from from, uh, Amara Inia. Sounds like a... Anyway. Yeah. (laughs) Policy and research coordinator at Movement for Black Lives said, quote, the inherent nature of the holiday is also, quote, a reminder of how this country has treated black people. And it's a reminder of the history of this country. Yeah. Yes. um, Amara? Are you ever going to forgive America? <laughs> Are you ever going to forgive this nation? No. And I, I've she said won't. this my entire life. None of us were alive back then. No. Mm-mm. Why in the hell are we responsible for it today? We're not. I know. But this, this is why, like, these stupid holidays like this mm. celebrate a little bit. Yeah, obviously, it's a good thing slaves are freed. Mm-hmm. But now you can't celebrate it right. Mm. You know, the the fried chicken and watermelon thing. I I don't know. Why not? I, if that's what the people at the at the celebration wanted, what the hell's mm-hmm. it? Why why do you have to insert racism right there and bigotry? Because they're just looking for a reason. They're looking for reasons yeah. to be offended. They're mm-hmm. looking for reasons to hate this country. And not- that ju- that just makes me hate holidays like this. Uh, yeah. Because now this is a federal holiday. You know, Biden signed it into law. This is a federal holiday. It's a joke. It is a total mm. joke. There's some companies that are not closing on Monday, too. They're not recognizing it. So, 
And I don't know, I don't have a list of companies that aren't recognizing it, but yeah, there's some companies that aren't. Well, like, so I, I can't say 100% certain. I need a load of liquid nitrogen delivered. Mm-hmm. And I was told I can't get one Monday. Because of the federal holiday? I, yeah. They didn't say because of the federal holiday. They just said the trucking companies aren't running, or the trucking company isn't running Monday. That would be why, because... So it's either the trucking... They didn't say the trucking company. They just said I can't get a load. So let me yeah. take that back. Okay. Maybe the trucking company is willing to run, but the place they, they go pick it up from down on the river is closed. Yeah. That's probably it. Ah. But I don't know. I don't know. Regardless, yeah. I guarantee it has something to do with this. Mm-hmm. What a, just... What a waste. But you know, you know who's not going to be closed on Monday? Me. Small businesses. My combine. Uh-huh. My planter. My mm-hmm. sprayer. Yeah, we're not closed. Because I heard everybody still wants to eat Monday. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. I haven't asked my dad, but he, he has a, a clinic, a veterinary clinic in Marion, and uh, I don't think that he's going to be closed. He doesn't close down for all federal holidays. You know, like a lot of small businesses don't. Some of them do, but yeah, a lot of them don't. Well, of because course. they have to work. <laughs> well, power plants have to keep making juice. Yep. You know, mm-hmm. I, there's. Oh well, whatever. Mm, I just okay. I found that okay. that just this Juneteenth stuff. I'm mm-hmm. over it already, and this yeah. is the first true year we've had it. Yeah. Just when you see stuff like that, it's like give me a break. But this is also Pride Month too, so they've got all you kinds. Know, of... I got to thinking about that too. Mm-hmm. This is Pride Month. Mm-hmm. Pride Month. That's the LGBTQ celebrate everything that's not moral, right? Yeah. Right. Um. Funny that on this program. Last week, we started talking about pride, mm-hmm. but in a totally different fashion. Mm-hmm. What true pride is. Yes. Something you can truly be proud, be proud of. of. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, like, doing a good job. Yeah. But, yeah. anyway, I, I, found, I thought about that earlier this week. I thought, huh, yeah, mm-hmm. we're talking about pride, too, here. Mm-hmm. Just different kind of pride. Different kind of pride. Another uh, headline that I found, and I found this one kind of funny. Okay. University of Illinois bookstores attempt to celebrate diversity on T-shirts gets lost in translation. So, I guess what the University of Illinois did is um, they're making these t-shirts to hail to the orange, okay? You know, their school colors are orange. They just canceled the chief, like they're fighting a line We don't hail to the chief. You can't do that. That's just too PC incorrect. Okay. You know, so now it's hail to the orange, right? Oh, boy. Okay. Hail to the color. This is our color. We own it. We are the University of Illinois. Yes. So what they did in order to, in, in an effort of diversity and inclusion, they've taken that, that, that phrase, hail to the orange, and they've, they've put it on shirts in Spanish, oh. uh, in German, in all kinds of languages. Yeah. So you can go to the IU bookstore and buy whatever language you want. Okay. Okay. Problem was, the translations were wrong. Oh, no. What did it say? <laughs> like, there was a few different languages that were wrong. So. <laughs> <laughs> Your wait. Institute of Higher Education can't even translate shit right. Oh, man. Oh, but they can yeah. tell us how we're destroying the earth with our right. carbon monoxide and dioxide. And how it. wrong we are because yeah. we're not educated. Exactly. And how <laughs> stupid we... we <laughs> okay, let's hear this. Can't wait. Okay, so like one of them. The shirt was supposed to be a Spanish translation of the title of the Illini anthem, Hail to the Orange, but Sanchez, who's a Spanish teacher up there... Uh, said she recognized the error when she went into the store to buy one. Instead of the intended sense of paying homage to one school colors, the phrase Grazino a la Naranja, I guess that's (laughs) whatever, I don't know, approximates to throwing icy precipitation at a citrus fruit. In other words, hail. 
oh, fall from the sky. Hell. I see precipitation oh. at, at a citrus fruit, like not uh. the color, an actual <laughs> orange. So they totally screwed that up. Oh, nice. You know what somebody probably did? What? The person in charge of that probably just did like a, you know, you can do a text and then see yep. translation. Yes. But the translation has no idea what you actually mean. Right. And I bet you that's, oh, well, this is what it means. Yeah. And they throw it on a t-shirt. Because that's what you learn at college, to Google everything and Google's always right. And Google's always right. <laughs> and Google's it, not always right. Right. No. Oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> but So so that was Spanish. And then uh-huh. the German attempt. Okay. Heil der Orange took a darker turn. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> Germans in general will avoid the world word Heil in the imperative form because it is so strongly associated with Heil Hitler (laughs) and thus with the Third Reich. This can't be real. Totally real. (laughs) Said Carl Nykirk, interim (laughs) head of the UI Department of Germanic Languages and Literature. Okay. (laughs) And how do you get that degree? Whatever. Uh, (laughs) Some language associated with the Third Reich has slowly been reintegrated but this is most definitely not among it. Oh, my gosh. So, grammatically incorrect, he said, dirt orange, Heil dirt orange. Once again, <laughs> orange refers, dirt orange refers to the fruit, the fruit. not the color. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, they've printed up so many of these t-shirts, and they're all wrong. Oh, but no. I guess I guess there was a, a rush to the bookstore after they found out that these were wrong. And and these kids were buying them in a form of irony. Like, yes. I want this. This is going to be yes. something that's going to be funny later yes. on in life. Uh-huh. Or right now. It's hilarious. Oh, my gosh. I'm, I won't be surprised if the, the uh, you know, people coming across the border end up with wearing all those shirts. <laughs> they donate them. <laughs> Oh, man. I I don't know. You know, but after reading this, you know, this this is just the world of, in America anyway, diversity and diversity and inclusion. You you just Mm. have to. I wonder if they're doing the same thing in in universities in China. No. In in Russian university camp I. We are the country who has a movement for every little bitty thing. I I guarantee you, (laughs) you're not going to go to China. And it's and, and see a shirt that's translated from Chinese into English that says uh it says hail to the hammer and sickle that would be Russia yeah. but whatever yeah yeah, yeah. I don't know? think so I don't think you would no but they also they I mean they're well, it's... you would go there and you would probably see a shirt that says what are you doing here American question mark <laughs> yeah are you tra- trading in your citizenship. <laughs> that's what they want workers right right but oh man so i found that one pretty funny it is funny and it's ironic because it's at a college yes you know absolutely higher ed a screw Oof. yeah yeah so <laughs> did you hear that uh, a couple days ago biden went on a bike ride in delaware and he fell, fell off, off. <laughs> yeah he fell down mm-hmm. i saw a meme whenever uh trump hit his hole in one a few weeks ago. So somebody has got this meme of Trump hitting the ball and that, that golf ball knocking him over. So. <laughs> yeah. Well, that meme was back there. It was also whenever uh, he was, Biden was going up the steps to Air Force One. Oh, yes, that's and the right. the meme where Trump hits, yep. he tees off and the ball hits Biden hits in the back of the head times. and he falls down. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Pop. Oh man, <laughs> Poor guy. I, I don't know. You know, this Biden, he falls off his, he falls off his bicycle, jumps like, I'm fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's like, I just thought this is this, this right here is kind of funny. Okay, it's an odd, it, it's oddly funny. Okay, and here's why. I mean, it kind of describes our country right now. 
The picture shows like a wrecked bike and him laying on the ground. (laughs) But the operator of the bike's like going, oh, it's fine. It's fine. It's like the whole country today. Everything's just wrecked, but you got the, you got the leader going, it's fine. It's fine. It's all good. You know? Isn't that true? Well, mm. If a picture is a metaphor, that's it. Mm-hmm. That's exactly right. That's a good, yeah, that's a good one. Oh, what a mess everything is right now. Oh my goodness. So Elon Musk made it back into the news again, but we're not talking about Twitter now. We're talking about TikTok. Did you hear this? No. I guess he tweeted, uh, he called out TikTok over civilization risk. Ooh. TikTok is destroying civilization, the billionaire said on June 17th via Twitter. Some people think so. His post reads, offering no further explanation. The remarks came after leaked audio from more than 80 internal meetings showed employees of TikTok's Beijing-based parent company ByteDance have repeatedly accessed non-public data about U.S. TikTok users in China, according mm. to BuzzFeed. Mm. So, I guess... TikTok might be getting some of your personal data, and I don't know what the hell they're doing with it. But We've known this all along. Sure. We've known this all along. Can I tell you why this doesn't bother me? Okay. Number one, I don't have anything to hide. If TikTok wants to know that I went to the gas station today and got a chicken tender, I really couldn't care less. Okay. But repeatedly accessed non-public data about U.S. TikTok users. Here's why, ultimately, I is this that big of a travesty? I mean, kind of like Obama and Hillary and the FBI and the CIA repeatedly accessed non-public data regarding Donald Trump's servers and cell phones? Spying on him? Yeah. Yeah. I think it's a huge deal. I think we're desensitized to it. What the hell are you going to do with it? Okay, yesterday, uh-huh. the only reason we were at Lake Shelbyville is mm-hmm. because of TikTok. Well, because you have met people through I've TikTok. I've met great people through TikTok. So this report or this this article does not change your mind that you're not going to get rid of TikTok because no. Elon Musk said so. No. That, that maybe they are accessing too much of our information. I will guarantee you the United States government is doing more spying of me right now than mm-hmm. what TikTok is. Yeah, because they have access. They can look and at- And I'm nothing special. Yeah, they can look at your funds. They can look at your house. They could come in Everything. here. Everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They got the a satellite in space, a drone at 20,000 mm-hmm. feet for some yeah. reason, just seeing what I'm doing. Now, going back, can you repeat that quote that he said about civilization? Or he So Musk tweeted the question, is TikTok destroying civilization? Question mm-hmm. mark. Some people think so. Yeah. And I and I agree to to an extent because that whenever you first downloaded TikTok and then we we saw all these hilarious videos and we just spent time on it laughing and and joking and oh my gosh that was so funny that was so funny oh my gosh this is, we laughed for hours watching some of those videos together i mean we we didn't no. know anything about it but the algorithm had showed up all these funny videos now it's like on my my algorithm is weird but anyways we laughed and i said my goodness this is a dangerous app because it hits on every single one of your emotions and that's addictive because if you can hit in in five minutes and it used to be what 30 seconds or a minute video now it's up to longer i've i've seen where they'll let you do a 10 minute video i don't know who would ever do that but but. in the beginning it used to be just one minute 60 seconds yeah if you can hit on happiness fear anger anxiety sure sadness in five minutes 
all of your brain sensors are like going crazy. And people get addicted to that, kind of like the endorphin rush people used to get or still do get from their likes on Facebook. So I, I immediately recognize that, oh my gosh, this is an addictive app. And there were times that in the evenings, I would just watch, after Alden would go to bed, you would go to bed, I would be on TikTok for an hour. It would fly by. Because well, I am, yeah. I, I'm just like yeah. watching video after video and you never know what's coming next. It could be farming. It could be recipes. It could be a cleaning, it, but I'm yeah. not up doing anything. I'm just sucked into these pe- people's mm-hmm. one minute videos. It's a yeah. dangerous app. Well, it's more entertaining than what's on TV. But kids are getting into it. And I think that's the problem when kids don't recognize that or can't step away from it. Cause some adults can't do it either. They can't step away from their well, phone. Yeah, TikTok every once in a while, if you've been on it long enough, it'll throw that ad in there and says, Hey, You've been on you've yeah. been on TikTok for a while now. Uh-huh. Hey, why don't you take a break? Yeah, yeah. Like well, even TikTok recognizes how addictive it is. <laughs> right. Yeah, it's scary. Like how, but you you do this to kids' brains, and I, I don't know. Well, I don't, I don't know. It's mm. it's such a unique app because it has the for you page. Yes. Mm-hmm. You you can get out and you can. I mean, it's a microphone to get out to the world. If but you now make Snapchat, it on there. Snapchat, and Facebook and Instagram also have these things too. Yeah. And but they're not they're not built and designed like TikTok, so that's right. what makes it unique. Um, now they're trying to cabbage onto what TikTok has and has done, and they're not even. They're close. never going to be close. But you know, even though TikTok is by no means free speech, mm-hmm. it is, yeah, it's it is still the most sincere. free platform out there. Even though it's I don't I don't necessarily look at it as free, Ryan, because if they're stealing your data and like looking through your camera when it's not even on or listening to you, I don't know that that's necessarily free. <laughs> hey, listen, our phones were listening to us before we had TikTok. That's true. You know, we you and I would just be standing around talking about yeah. something. This is pre TikTok days. Like cat food. Yeah. And the next day you you get on your phone and boom, there's like five advertisements for whatever you were talking about yesterday. Yes. Yes. The people the flight aware stuff. That we were talking about a few a few months ago. Yes. And then all the people that text me and mm-hmm. emailed and said, dude, thanks. Now, because through your, I guess the phone just hearing me saying flight aware. Now they're seeing They're ads. seeing ads. Hey, get download the flight download. aware app. Mm-hmm. And Holly, Holly, my girlfriend, Holly, um, she said that whenever you guys mention something on your podcast, I immediately see ads for it in my phone, whether that's through Facebook, Instagram, I don't know. Or maybe it's popping up saying, hey, you need, you need to watch what is a woman. I yeah. don't think that they would promote that video but well, exactly no you're right yeah or 2000 mules maybe they maybe we need to say that over and over yeah so that it shows up right right but anyways yeah but i mean our phones were listening to us before tiktok that's true. taking our information before tiktok that's true so i i don't know i i don't think tiktok is evil i really don't i could see how somebody could waste a hell of a lot of time on it if they weren't disciplined enough to get up and go do something else. But you let kids do it, just like Snapchat and stuff. All the text messages are secretive. There's no history of it. You don't have history of it. You don't have, you can't go back and say, okay, 10 year old, you're on Snapchat. Let me see what you've been saying to your friends. Make sure it's oh, not yeah. inappropriate. You, you can't, can't do, do that. that yeah. Because they erase of course. it. Of course. Yeah. I think you might have to have a court order to get those text messages back. Right. The messaging. Right. I don't, th- I, I don't know. Well, yeah, I'm anti kids and social media. Me too. Me. That's Me too. that's the way. Our son Alden will be. Mm-hmm. He'll be a little bit of a weirdo mm-hmm. in that regard. Mm-hmm. Whenever uh, whenever he gets in school, yes. Because the only yeah. time he's going to see that stuff is when he's holding somebody else's phone, which is not going to be all the time. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. So 
and I know that they make phones out there that look like smartphones that only text and call. Like if you if you have to have a phone for your kid, you can do that. Right. But, um, which might be something. I mean, we've got a long time to think about it. But, oh, yeah. <sighs> oh, well. Yeah. So uh, the CDC recommended the COVID-19 COVID vaccination for young children. What do you think about that? Me? Yeah. What do I think? Yeah, what do you think? I think it's a, it's a joke. Ooh. It makes me so mad. Did you? Did I hear it in I, there? I was going to say freaking. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) It makes me aggravated because, number one, there are parents out there that have donated their children to science. (laughs) They have donated their children's body to science with them unknown. Like what? An experimental. How do you send your kid to a child? You know, your cousin Jenna was over here and I said, how do you donate your kid to a child? Here you've waited so long. And some donate people, your kid to a child. I mean, sorry, donate them to science. Yeah. How do you sit? How do you sign up for a trial and say, "Hey, I don't know what this is going to do to my kid's body, my kid's heart, my kid's skin, my kid's, you know, brain, their their functions." How I can't. Some people wait so long for babies to get pregnant or to they go through IVF which is another story we could talk about later you know on on women's bodies and reproduction now and in our day and age but um you wait so long for this baby you plan for them or maybe you don't plan for them you get this beautiful baby and they're perfect and they're here and then oh my six month old I need I've been scared so so bad into this virus that it has a 99.98 percent survival rate and the kids just and the kids don't get oftentimes it. Oftentimes, don't even show symptoms of having unless it. they have some sort of, you know, problem before they get a virus. You know, this isn't. It's not affecting children the way that it affects people with, you know, that are in their thirties and forties and fifties and older. And the older generation is. I should have said sixty plus, but I didn't. But anyways, how does a parent go from this beautiful baby is here, but here's my baby for science. Inject them with this this experiment and let's just see what happens yeah i can't come i can't in my mind in my brain i can't wrap my brain around getting and giving alden or cohen to the government or to a pharmaceutical industry to just experiment on i can't do it i can't i can't get there in my brain i don't know how people can be so brainwashed to do that either i would never put alden in harm's way that is my baby i'm going to do anything and everything i can to protect him Yep. Now, I have talked to a lot of moms since COVID-19. Alden was prior COVID. I had him prior COVID-19. <laughs> I've done a lot more research on vaccines. I've done a lot of research. All vaccines, and, right? And all vaccines, not yeah. just COVID. There's a lot of things that I would not have, I would have done differently. And when we have another, that will be something that I do. I will do it differently because now I know. Yeah. There is no reason we should be vaccinating newborn babies for a sexually transmitted disease like hepatitis. Yep, I totally agree with that. There is no reason you need an HPV vaccine for babies. Yep. No. And if you require them, then we will not use your services, such as a government school. Yep. I'm sorry. It's not going to happen. And I'm so passionate about this. I'm not the only mom who thinks this way because I have spoken to so many who are like, I know that this vaccine caused problems with my kid. I'm not going to do it to my other kids. I'm not going to do it at all. Yeah. You know what? God gave us a beautiful immune system. Yes, I do believe some vaccines are good for us. Like, I... 
I don't know. But did chicken pox kill anybody? <laughs> Do we need a chicken pox vaccine? I had chicken pox. It was fine. All my sisters, all three of us, I remember. We were all in a room with calamine lotion head to toe. Yep. I mean, just, and it was a tough three days, but mom survived. Right. <laughs> we all survived. And that's just, it makes your immune system so much better. But now you have to get the shingles vaccine because you had chicken pox. <laughs> I don't, I just, right. uh, anyways, Yeah, I, I'm so passionate about these babies and I, I would never put Alden in harm's way now that I'm awake to what they've actually put in these vaccines for children and stuff. I, I would do it differently. Yeah. I would. And, you know, a lot of this COVID-19 and, you know, I consider us out of the pandemic and there's not very yeah. many places where I think they still have any of this stuff going on, but COVID-19 really opened or woke a lot of people up to the medical industry and mm -hmm. doctors and how like man these doctors it it seems like aren't allowed to think they just have to do what they're told to tell you know do what they're told to do in other words the the, the pharmaceutical companies tell the doctor well you have to tell this or the government tells the pharmaceutical companies you want the money we're going to promote this <laughs> I mean, the, the the amount of follow the money in that and how political the medical industry has become is mm -hmm. <laughs> COVID-19 exposed it. Mm -hmm. it. It woke Absolutely. a lot of people up to that. I didn't know that. Uh, yeah. I didn't know. It's just a big scam, in my opinion. The medical system, the pharmaceutical system, the everything system. It's a system and it's a scam and they feed off of each other. And, you know, here in the last two years, I've talked about functional medicine here in our home. I'm like, okay, we need to figure out what our body can do and how it can react whenever we take, you know, where we have a uh, vitamin deficiency. Right. Like, what, what what can we do? We know we're not eating properly, or maybe we have a whole week that we're eating out, which happens. So we're not getting the food nu nutrients that we should be getting, right. you know, such as vitamins, I'm sorry, um, fruits and vegetables, that kind of thing. So then we feel worse. Because we're intaking worse food. I mean, right. we're, we're eating bad, so we feel bad. So when I eat better, I feel better. Right. Huh, that's weird. Huh, what a thought. Yeah. Can food heal you? Yes, I do think so. I think that has a lot to do with it. I don't know. You know, vegetables that have all the nutrients, you know, that are anti-cancer. Anti and people don't talk about that. You go in for a bellyache and you've got a leaky gut or whatever, but... The doctor here at the general place that you walk into, your general practitioner, they're going to give you a prescription for, a, I don't... Something to mask the symptoms instead of fix yes. it. Yes. Yeah. Let's fix the problem internally. Yeah. And and I know I'm trying to get you on this bandwagon with me, but I, I, <laughs> you're see, a little I, bit harder than... <laughs> I, I don't think that the medical industry is bad. I don't think doctors are bad, even... I really don't. Do I trust them as much as I used to? Absolutely not. Right. And, you know, customer service also goes a long way with people. Uh-huh. And, like, okay, let me give you an example. So, my 17-year-old, he's been getting migraines. Now, I got migraines whenever I was a kid, but they ended, it seemed to me like they were a growing pain more than anything. I'd get them about once a week whenever I was in second, third, fourth grade. Mm -hmm. Okay, and that, and that was back whenever you could just give the teacher the Advil or the, the Tylenol. Mm -hmm. You'd walk up to the teacher, teacher said, say, I got a headache, teacher give you your Tylenol. It'd be better in a little bit. You can't do that anymore, you know. Mm -hmm. You got to go to the school nurse, and then it just turns into some kind of stupid yeah. thing. Well, he's getting these horrible migraines. I mean, debilitating mm -hmm. to where he's just got to go home and, and take a shower and go sometimes to Sometimes throwing up. Yes. Yeah, he just throws up the sometimes. The poor kid. Yeah. I, I feel so bad for him for yes. that. Yes, yes. So, 
take him to the doctor. And the doctor said, you know, I'm not really, really worried about it. You know, migraines are awful. Some people just get them. But just as a precautionary thing, let's go get him a uh, MRI. Mm-hmm. So we got a appointment at the hospital and we go get him an MRI, get the test done. I don't know anything about this stuff. Nothing. I have, nothing do I know about MRIs and CAT scans and things like that. And the dyes. And the dyes. And reading them or what they mean. Yes. But it's just a precautionary thing. Make sure there's not something even bigger behind these migraines, which right. I'm totally cool with. Yeah. Let's just make sure. I like that. Mm-hmm. I'll pay for that service. Great. Go get this MRI. And guess what? You still haven't heard from this them. This has been like three or four weeks ago we got this MRI and nobody ever called me back. Mm-hmm. So I guess I just need to think, well... I guess he's fine because if something was wrong, they would have called me. Maybe. But, I mean, this is customer service. Why the yeah. hell hasn't anybody called me? Right. Say, hey, and, we saw that Cohen came in and, you know. And, you know, some people might say, well, why don't you call and ask them? Well, that's a good point. But why should I have to? I'm buying your service. Yes. Provide me the full service. Right. Right. You know? Yeah. So, honestly, I'm going to tell you very honestly, mm-hmm. I think I, I, I might be done with them. those mm-hmm. people. Mm-hmm. I might go... West Salem's got a doctor for the Carl Clinic. Mm-hmm. There's other places I can go. Yeah. And try my luck there. Yeah. Well, you know, if whatever... you're going to provide shitty service, I'm not going to use your service. Yeah. I don't care whether you're. Pre- I don't care whether you're preparing food. Mm-hmm. You're you're selling me chemicals for the farm or mm-hmm. seed mm-hmm. or providing health care. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I, I'm just. I'm not going to do it. When I had this last bout of ickiness and I was feeling bad and I was coughing a lot, and not able to sleep, and just feeling really bad, I have no idea really what it was they said that it may have been bronchitis whatever i had an allergic reaction or some sort of reaction to the antibiotics that were given to me i called up there and they told me to go to the emergency room and the next day number one they didn't want to see you they just said just go to the emergency room. yeah if you're having trouble breathing you just need to go to the emergency room no i need to talk to somebody about this reaction that i'm having from the drugs that were prescribed to me from your office so i need to talk to somebody (laughs) and it didn't take 48 hours for me to realize i'm having a reaction so i need to i need to talk to somebody about this i just saw you so anyways i get another phone call two days later we saw that you called that, you know, we just wanted to check in, make sure everything was okay. And I said, I was aggravated. I said, listen, I feel like I should be able to call my general, ask the questions about a prescription that has been prescribed to me. I'm having a reaction to them. You guys did not call me back and then told me to go to the emergency room. She said, well, I don't have any record of you ever being told to go to the emergency room. I said, ma'am, two people told me to go to the emergency room on that one phone call that I called. I was trying to speak with somebody. And all you want to do is talk to somebody. All I want to do is talk to a nurse, get the, get the information to the nurse practitioner, to the doctor, something. And I was told to go to the ER because yeah. me as a patient, I'm overreacting, uh, you know, maybe. Right. <laughs> when, when I'm like, my skin is itching, I'm itching, I'm not, I'm itching like a crazy person. <laughs> you know another thing that- <laughs> Oh, take a Benadryl and go to the ER. <laughs> You know another thing. No thanks. That I, that kind of irritates me regarding the medical industry. What's that? Is okay. So Cohen had to go get this this CAT scan or, mm-hmm. or MRI, whatever it was. I don't mm-hmm. even know what they call them. Yeah. If they're the, even the same thing, I have no idea. Right. But you just go do it. Yeah. I don't know what it costs. Mm-hmm. What's the cost of it? Don't know. How do I know you're competitive with the other person down the road that gives an MRI? You don't. You just do it. And then. And then the, 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 the here's the the question that pisses me off. Do you have health insurance? Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, what that does that matter? Yeah. Honestly. Yeah. 
I, <sighs> the cost should be the cost. I mean, whether I have health insurance, whether I'm a multimillionaire, or whether I'm scraping the bottom of the bucket for two pennies. Right. The cost to, for the service should just be the cost for the service. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. And and then, you know, Mount Carmel, their cost of an MRI should be, I should be able to compare that with uh, Fairfield, with Olney, with mm-hmm. St. Louis, with Louisville, mm-hmm. I mean, wherever. Mm-hmm. I agree. But I don't, how many times have you tried to call for various things to try to get prices on individual procedures they give you and they can't. They don't. Like you, mm-hmm. you even call and at the bottom of the bill it says for, for billing inquiries and questions, please call XXX. Yeah. And you call the number and they cannot tell you shit. They can't. No. Mm-mm. And it's like, what the hell are you hiding? And well, I'm, I, and I'm sure it's a game. I'm sure it's an insurance Absolutely game. it is. Obviously, and a well, Medicare. They bill, if you go in there and say, yes, I have Blue Cross Blue Shield of Illinois, they're going to bill a premium amount, a premium, I'm talking the highest they can over to Blue Cross Blue Shield. You're going to pay 20% of it, however your insurance is set up, maybe 30%, maybe 50%. Well, for ours, know. we got high deductible because we're self-employed. Yes. So like, uh, what is our deductible is up to fifteen dollars or $20,000 now? That comes out of our... It right. matters what these things cost. Mm-hmm. But if they're in, in contract, then you get a discount because they know, Blue Cross Blue Shield knows that they get so much uh, business... <laughs> <laughs> health inquiries every year so they know that you can get a discounted price because they do so much business with wabash general or whatever and um then <laughs> the, oh it's just a racket all it, it, is, it is, is a racket stupid. i laugh because it's it's so it's such a joke but if you go in there and you say i am self-pay they look at you weird number one they look at you weird but you immediately get a 50 percent discount yeah. immediately yeah so I wonder what would happen if everybody started like saying, well, I'm self-pay and then they take that bill and then they send that to the insurance company. You know, if you do have health insurance. Yeah. I wonder what would happen. What? Yeah, they would see, get aggravated. They would get aggravated and they would say, no, we're going to go back and we're going to actually charge twice amount that, you know, twice the amount. That's yeah. how it's a joke. It's a racket. And I, I mean, I'm going to say that some of the reason for that mm-hmm. and I and I bet you I could probably find somebody to verify this, but there's probably a lot of people that go get like an MRI or a CT scan Mm -hmm. that don't have two pennies to rub together. Right. But they need it. Right. And so the hospital or or the the provider is going to give this service knowing we're never going to get paid for this. Mm. So they got to make up that somehow. Mm. No, because they've got state health care insurance in Illinois. So they get everything for free. So our tax money is paying those. Then what people. the hell? How, uh, do okay. So how do you qualify for that? You have to make under a certain under amount. a certain amount. Yeah, yeah it's mm-hmm. just more of this class warfare bullshit. Mm-hmm. So in other mm-hmm. words, if you make too much money, you got to pay exorbitant prices for health care. Yep. It's it's just it's kind of BS. It's not kind of. It's total BS. Well, it's all socialism. That's yeah. what it is. That's what I mean. We're there. We're already there. You know, so. I, I I can look at restaurant menus and I can compare prices of hamburgers. Restaurant A has a hamburger for five dollars. Mm-hmm. Restaurant B has one for six, and C one for seven. Mm-hmm. If it's all the exact same hamburger, I'm going to the five dollar one. Right. Why can't we do the same thing with medical care? You know, Trump had put in had put into it was an executive order, and I I I think it was. Uh, Biden's admin had put the kibosh to it was the American first agenda uh, where 
people, you walk into an ER and they have the list of prices. A price there. sheet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, mm-hmm. I do kind of remember that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty sure to Biden, force competition. At, well, to force the American public to know what they're paying for so that you're not, you know, getting, it's not, healthcare isn't causing bankruptcies in families. Yeah. You know, like well, if you I go, mean, honestly, that's the reason that you have health insurance. Yeah. That is like absolutely. the only reason you have health insurance absolutely. because if something that big and bad happens, mm-hmm. it'll wipe you out. Yes. To be- try to stay alive. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And then you get, you know, you get home and you get a radiology bill and you get a hospital bill, then you get a nurse bill, then you get an itemized socks and ponytail holder bill. Well, <laughs> you know, we're going to get billed for that MRI or yeah. whatever. Yeah. I'm half, to, I'm half tempted to send a letter back with, with the payment coupon and just mm-hmm. say, I'm not paying the first penny of this. You guys didn't do the full job. I, you did half the job. You did a half-ass job. Mm. Mm. You provided half of the service. The first part was the MRI, getting it. Mm-hmm. The second part is letting me know the results. You didn't do that. Hiring the radiologist to read the results and then And then make sure that I get you. that information. Yeah. I'm the customer and I paid yeah. for it. I'm not getting what I paid for, therefore yeah. I will not pay. Mm-hmm. And then how do you know if there's not if there is something wrong, like... Uh, maybe they didn't tell you for two months or maybe we go another month and still don't hear anything. And they're like, okay, well, Cohen needs to be seen for this. Are you going to take him back to that hospital or no. that? Okay. No, you, you would find a different doctor. Yeah. 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 Sorry. See ya. I'll tell you, blew you your chance. I'll tell you what I will do. If Alden ends up getting these migraines, um, people are going to laugh at me when I say this, but when I, if this does happen, which I've, I've prayed against him ever since before he was born. But if this does happen, Alden and I will be praying together, number one. Number two, I am going to do blood tests from a functional doctor. That's my approach. Yeah. Because I want to know what is the, is there too much of something or is there not enough of something before I go to a hospital to get, to get an MRI, to go through this whole thing like you're going through with COVID. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I would approach it a little bit differently, but, um. You know, and, and, as and you I want say to this, trust your doctors that you go to, but they're not saying, okay, let's find out if his hormones are okay. Let's find out if his blood cell count is okay. You know, let's, right. let's see, you know, they're not telling you that they're saying, well, we don't, we're not really worried about it. And if he continues to have them, we'll just give him a pill. Which, you know what? That's fu- for me personally. Yeah. That's fine. You have a, debu- a debilitating headache. I'll take a pill to get rid of it all day long. Sure. I mean, I, I don't care. Sure. You Give me the pill. Mm-hmm. But what the hell are you waiting on? Right. Right. It's been a month, you know, and I know somebody from our town is probably going to listen to this podcast and it's going to get out that I've said this right here and maybe that'll put a fire in their ass, but you know, maybe, know. maybe we need to do a little bit better, <laughs> you know, I, I don't, don't know. I don't know, but it, it's, it's not good customer service. It's really not. Not at all. Mm-mm. And, and you and I both from this last month, we will not go back to these, these places personally. I, I can't say that I won't, but. Mm. You may have changed your mind then. I don't know. Yeah. I, I, I'm not saying I won't go back to the people I've been going to for a long time, mm-hmm. but it it's not top-notch service. Mm-mm. It's just not. Mm-mm. Mediocre at best. Yeah. At best. That's right. Yeah. So you know, continuing on the, on the healthcare thing, I, I got an article here. Okay. Quote, unquote, severely flawed is what a cardiologist said and criticized FDA-funded studies suggesting myocarditis risks from COVID-19 vaccines. So this, this card, this cardiologist is saying the study in itself was severely flawed. <laughs> so the recent FDA study published on June 11, 2022. So it's like last week mm-hmm. 
used health insurance databases to identify myocarditis hospitalizations included uh, <clears throat> occurring in people aged 18 to 64, one to seven days after both the Pfizer and Moderna vaccines were mm. administered. Okay. Mm -hmm. So this doctor, or no, the, the authors of the study, the FDA, said the results do not indicate a statistically significant risk difference between the Moderna and the Pfizer vaccine. Might not be a bad idea that, it might not be a bad idea to say that there isn't one, but they ruled out the existence of myocarditis basically in this study really i mean they just should not be ruled out that a difference might exist but they're basically saying nah okay so this <laughs> this dr sanjay verma uh came out and said your study is so severely flawed okay and it's really simple this is the simplest of simple okay when it comes to a flawed study he goes he said uh using seven day limit for clinical endpoints in other words you get the shot, and within seven days, if you haven't developed myocarditis, you then you're it? not going to get it. Oh, okay. So, And that's what he's saying. He's like, your study only lasts seven days? Why doesn't it last a month? Or six months. Oh, yeah, why so short? <laughs> I mean, yeah. you know, yeah, I tell you what, and to me, that is common sense. Mm -hmm. you, that's not a study. Mm -hmm. Not at all. You didn't, mm -hmm. like, actually wait for data to come back. Exactly. You, you picked an endpoint that would... That would Support the narrative. Yeah. And you went on. I mean, yep. I bet you Dr. Sanjay Verma is going to lose his medical license. Uh, <laughs> Threatened anyway. For spreading false information. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, have all his social media accounts taken down. I mean, mm -hmm. you know, common well, sense not... and truth cannot be tolerated. But I mean, analogy here. That would that would be the, the equivalent of a person taking shit, six shots of Jack Daniels. Okay. <laughs> And then, and then the FDA stating, well, Jack Daniels does not make you drunk, but the study only lasted 15 minutes. Yes, that's exactly, that's the great. exact same that's thing. That's a great analogy. You yep. know? Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. And what's it? This is all health. This is all medical. Mm -hmm. More reasons. I just, they destroy their own credibility and it's hard to trust them. Yes. Well, and remember, the FDA and the U.S. government paid these media sources to, like, that Fox News got a billion million dollars to um, push the narrative of the vaccines and getting the vaccines and all of the media, all of the major media outlets have been paid, including Newsmax have been paid to push the vaccine narrative. So just remember, you're not going to hear, um, but one side. Yeah. Yeah. Through our sure. news, through our news, even local news. So. Oh yeah, exactly. But I don't know. Oh. <laughs> oh, Holy Webster. cow. Haven't heard him in a while. Webster, you're back. I'm glad to hear you're alive. <laughs> Oh, gone. I thought maybe that heat would have got him last week. <laughs> like all those cows in Kansas. Oh. I don't even want to go there. I shouldn't have said that. I should not have said that. We have I'm to sorry. revisit that. <laughs> we'll do that next week. Because, <laughs> man, that brought out some conspiracy. Uh, anyway, Webster, the ass of the week is back. And yes. I, there's three people that's going to share this ass of the week this really? week. Really? Okay. They're, they're all no-name representatives. Okay. Let's hear it. Because this is going to blow you guys' mind, this story. So the people that are asked of the week are representatives Grace Ming, Democrat, New York, Chris Jacobs, Republican, New York, and Brian Higgins, Democrat, New York. So all New York representatives. But headline, bipartisan, notice I said Republican <laughs> and Democrat, bipartisan bill seeks to ban enhanced body armor sales to civilians. 
bulletproof vests. Bipartisan bill mm-hmm. seeks to ban enhanced body armor sales to civilians. A bipartisan group of congressional, congressional representatives has introduced a bill that seeks to restrict the ability of civilians to obtain enhanced body armor on the premise that it would make it harder for criminals to get their hands on it. Oh, good grief. And so it would help law enforcement take down armor-wearing mass shooters. No. Mm -mm. These three representatives said in a joint statement on June 16th, I think that was two days ago, that their draft bill has been named in memory of Aaron Salter Jr., a retired police officer and supermarket security guard shot and killed in the recent Buffalo massacre after he fired at and hit the suspect, but with no effect as a gunman was wearing enhanced armor. So not only now do they want to take your guns away from you, they also want to take bulletproof vests away from you. Mm-hmm. How stupid can these people, you know, but once again, I'm telling you, these people are not stupid. They're not ignorant. They're not dumb. They're evil. The, this is an evil thing. Going on reading this, I, armor does, Armor designed for warfare has no place on our street. And the Aaron Salter Jr. Responsible Body Armor Protection Act is a common sense step to ensure that enhanced body armor is not in the hands of bad actors. They're taking away an individual, an individual's right to protect himself. And I'm not even talking the gun. I'm talking to like live through if somebody shot you. They don't this is unbelievable. They want to outlaw the sale of bulletproof vests. I, <laughs> you can't make this up. I, I, uh, this now, goes I, to show. Me personally, I've never been in a situation where I need a bulletproof vest, but, you know, I don't go I've out. I've never been in a position where I needed a gun. Yeah. Well, you don't hunt, so. <laughs> Self-defense. Yes, I know. I'm just joking. No, this is ridiculous. It's just another. I don't understand how people can be this dumb. I don't understand how this is. This is just pure dumbness. Yeah. Dummy, dummified, dummy. You know. So basically, what we got now is the government. American law-abiding citizens mm-hmm. are not worthy to be able to buy something that could save their life. Mm-hmm. And, and, and it's, it, this is a bipartisan thing. This isn't the end. These are Republicans no. and Democrats agreeing this is a good idea. I mean, yeah, well, that's a Republican from New York, so this whatever. place is in worse shape than, I, yeah, yeah. Well, that deserves to. Webster so anyway, was a good one. That's yeah, terrible. Old, old, old Grace, Chris, and Brian, you guys are pieces of shit. And uh, I know you listen to this podcast, and I just called you what you are, <laughs> you asses of the week. Mm. I mean, did that deserve to be ass of the week? Yeah, that's that's pretty how solid. ridiculous. Yeah, it's ridiculous. And you know, remember, you know, guns are taken away from our government. Cows were taken away from our government, or taken away from private. I'm sorry, guns were taken away from private citizens. Yeah. Prior and what? Ugh, why? No. Mm-mm, no. Yeah. The answer is no. I think we as Americans are we're strong enough to say no. Absolutely not. Come and get them. See what happens. We're moving in the direction of civilians cannot protect themselves, mm-hmm. let alone defend. I mean, I say def- protect or be proactive in defending our constitution, defending mm-hmm. our country, mm-hmm. defending ourselves. So at that, I mean, if you don't have guns and then you don't even have bulletproof vests, 
You want to talk yeah. about having to walk the straight in line whenever the military shows up. Right. Says, we're going to keep you guys in line. Yeah. Yeah. This is freaking no. KGB mm -mm. shit right here. Absolutely it is. And you know, the only reason that we have the Second Amendment is so that we can take down our government when we want to. When we know that they're stepping over the line. We are getting extremely close to that line. You know that. Many of those lines have been passed. Uh, well, I... But I'm not I'm not advocating as, go out and shoot anybody no, up or anything like that But yet. as far as like our society, like there are a lot of ticked off Americans. Well, rightfully so. I mean, what what the hell is wrong with the bulletproof vest? You're going to throw it at somebody and it's going to kill them? I mean, at least the argument with a gun is, well, you shoot the gun and the bullet can kill somebody. What the hell's wrong with the bulletproof vest? How is that endangering people? I don't know. Just the, another the, form the, of control. Well, the thinking is, you know, if we don't sell bulletproof vests and the criminals can't get their hands on there's the flaw in it all. Mm -hmm. Criminals are criminals. They're going to get they're them They're going to get them. Mm -hmm. They'll go across state lines, too. It's not like... <laughs> It's not like they wouldn't. Well, this is the U.S. House of Representatives. This is just not New York. It just ah, happens to be New York okay. representatives. Okay. I thought they but were this state. Is, no. Okay. okay. <laughs> These people. Yeah. I'll tell you mm. what. What happens to the old old vests? They just come and get those or something? Shit, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know either. Yeah. Are they going to yeah. have a vest turn in like gun turn ins? Mm hmm. Where people voluntarily turn in their bulletproof vests? Yeah. Which, mm -hmm. I mean, I really don't know anybody that's got a bulletproof vest besides, uh, besides, uh, police around here right right but why can't i have one i bet you i, I, I think i should be able to get online and buy one yeah since so. we mentioned it earlier the cow thing in oh kansas boy. here we go okay i'm gonna tell you something okay there's a lot of people out there going these cows didn't die of heat okay well there's a there's, lot of people there's probably a lot of people listening that don't know what you're talking about so so okay ten thousand cows ended up dead first they said it was two thousand now the count's like up to ten thousand in Kansas, I get online, do a little bit of research. My sister who works for Farm Credit Illinois, she's like, what do you guys think happened in Kansas? And I'm like, I haven't really thought about it because the rancher, I haven't heard from the rancher. And that's the only guy I'm going to believe, really. And maybe I won't believe him. After, I don't know. It just depends on what he, the rancher's not talking. <laughs> I can't find out if this is five different ranches, 10 different ranches, or one ranch out in Kansas with all these dead cows. My dad, once again, is a is a veterinarian. We had a feeder calf operation in Arkansas, hot, humid, yucky weather. Okay. I learned we, you and I are not in the cattle business. My sister, her and her husband have the Bramlett Simitals and they, um, they do the beef thing. It's a whole family deal. So, um, they run cows. My dad has some now, not, not as many as what he used to. So he has some knowledge of. So these people know cattle. Cow. Yeah, they know. They have some experience with it. Dad said it definitely wasn't heat to him. It was, it could be, his theory is, could be toxin, could be poison, something like that. Feeder water source. Yeah. That's a theory. But I mean, it was hotter than hell. Yes. Last well, week. then everybody's coming out. Well, it's a heat burst. You don't know what you're talking about if you think it's something other than a heat burst. Well, my, and my dad's argument is, and Ashley too, my sister, she said, they say, well, these are very tough animals. Even if you, if even if it doesn't get low in temperature at night, if it doesn't decrease in humidity or anything, you're not going to kill then ten thousand cows. You might you're going to kill a hundred, maybe. Okay, you know, just depending on how old and if they're ready for if they're ready for um to be slaughtered or whatever. But you're not going to kill ten thousand of them. Right. So, um, you hear of. <laughs> All these conspiracies out there, they're just theories. And who knows if it's a conspiracy or not. We'll find out that it's truth in six months or three months or two weeks. Who knows? But, you know, there's also a bio lab that moved to Kansas here in the last 
six months too. <laughs> oh, geez. So you're trying to make that connection? No, I didn't make that connection. Somebody else did. This is these are just other theories. They're other theories. It could be toxins. It could be water. It could be a food source problem. You know, it could be the government coming in with their bio lab in Kansas that just moved there. Who knows? I, these are all just <laughs> theories. It could well, be the you, you can find them all on TikTok. Yeah. Man, there's a bunch of theories mm-hmm. out there. But here's the thing that I find interesting. Okay, two things. Uh, Brushy Farmer on TikTok. Uh-huh. Not following him. One of the best guys. Okay. Love watching his TikToks. But anyway. You said you're not following. You just said. If, if you're not following. If you're not following. Okay. Go follow Brushy Farmer. Okay. Just a good dude. Okay. Just a good dude. But anyway, I've got his phone number. I text him because he's from Kansas. Uh-huh. I said, hey. You know, this kind of happened in your backyard, even though it might not be happening right in your town. What do you, what have you found? I mean, what's boots on the ground in that real world? What are they saying? And, you know, he didn't have an answer. He said, you know, everybody's blaming it on heat. He goes, but it just seems kind of fishy mm-hmm. that that many cattle died. He goes, but I, he goes, and he couldn't lead me to anything. He's just mm-hmm. like, I got to be honest with you. I, I have to throw my hands up in here. I don't have an answer. Yeah. But, you know, whenever him and I were texting back and forth, there's a shitload of cattle grown in Florida. Mm-hmm. where it's super hot, super humid. I mean, and you don't read about this happening down there all the time. 10,000 cows is a lot. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm not saying anything <clears throat> excuse me, sinister happened, uh-huh. but there is just a question mark right here. Yes. Does yes. that make sense? Yes. I don't want to be that kook fringe guy yeah. that says this is the government's way we're going to control food and this uh-huh. is the start of it right, right. i'm not going yeah. there and i've yeah. seen plenty of tiktoks people i'm not that. and i'm not saying that either i'm not saying that their water was poisonous or any, those are those are just theories i'm not on it on any kind of i'm just my eyebrows are like what yeah i i don't know i just yeah. and, and then whenever you talk to somebody with boots on the ground in that real world mm-hmm. and they're scratching their head i mean that just kind of and Actually, I shouldn't say he's scratching his head. He just says, I don't have any answers. Mm-hmm. And the people that I talk to in that neck of the woods that I know don't have any answers. What I wanted to do was find out where these ranches were or if I could find the ranch, the feeder ranch, the the, the feedlot, wherever they were going. I, I just wanted to find out. And people may say, no, we absolutely believe that it was heat. But 10,000 cows is kind of hard to believe because of my experience with my family and the heat strokes that some of their cows have had. You know, they have once in a blue moon, one will get struck by lightning. Once in a blue moon, one's going to fall over from heat and exhaustion or whatever. These feeder calf operations, they have a plentiful water sources. And that they're like... I don't know. Yeah, the farmers that know. own these things don't want to see them die. They're, I mean, they That's cost a lot of money. Yes. Yeah. So I, I can't. I don't know. It's yeah, I, I don't know either. And, and Anyways, that's you my reached two out and you, uh, you, you communicated with a local dairy farmer here, right? Yeah, Jason down the road. Yeah, yeah, and he said that whenever one is down, it's going to be because of. Um, could cause pneumonia, right? It could cause pneumonia. They could get some kind of pneumonia. One, I think, and I don't know how many cattle he has. I don't know how many head he has, but he had one in the last, and it has been super hot and humid here. He had one out of his herd that needed IV fluid. Which it looks to me like he's probably got two or 300 cows down there. Okay. I mean, I don't don't know know for sure. I don't know. But I mean, so let's just say it's 200. Yeah. One out of 200. Uh Uh-huh. Not like 50 out of 200. Yes. You know? But they're going to say, oh, well, it got down. You know, the weather, people are going to come out and say, well, the the temperatures got down at night. So you can't even compare the situation. Well, yeah, say, I mean. But cows are hardy animals. 
Like God put them here on this oh, earth once, and once they, again, they can sustain these things. The state of Florida, <laughs> even though we know it as a citrus state and yeah. the agricultural products they produce down there, which are different than what we produce in the Midwest, mm-hmm. they are still huge beef producers. But they're going to say, well, those cows are acclimated to, to Florida weather. And then the cows in Kansas aren't acclimated to the kind of weather that they were subjected to. Cattle that's, are moved everywhere all the time. I'm just telling you, that's the argument that people are, are that's yeah. what they're saying. Which doesn't make, it still doesn't make any sense because cows are hardy animals. They're yeah. just tough. They're tougher than a, than a I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> they're tough. I don't know. That was interesting. <laughs> Very interesting but story. Anyway, yeah. so uh, we'll we've had a lot of comments on TikTok from this past week. Yeah. Tell us, can't wait for the podcast. Tell us about the new car. Oh my! Caught a lot of hell for it yesterday at the lake too. <laughs> yeah, you know, people asking me about it. Uh huh. You know, hundred dollar oil, man. We see what's going on. It's like, oh, oh yeah, yeah. For the past ten years, I couldn't have prepared for this. Right. You know. Right. Because that's how long we keep a car. <laughs> <laughs> but nobody knows that. They only see you drive one thing one day, and then you show up at oh, another yeah. thing the next yeah. day. So they're like, oh. And the only reason you got it's because of good oh. luck. Which you know, the, the people that I was with were farmers yesterday. Sure. And I told them, I was like, oh yeah, it's all hundred dollar oil. It has nothing to do with eight dollar corn and eighteen dollar soybeans. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what a lot of people don't know? What's that? Is that We've been planning to purchase a 21 or newer Yukon since 2019. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> this has been in the works a while. Now, it's the way, been in the works. So yep. the way this ended up here uh, last Saturday, I, I did it to myself. You did. I, I, I had nothing to do with it. So we have a, we have a 2011 <laughs> Yukon, right? And it's in good shape. It's it in really very good is. shape. Been been in the garage all the 287,000, 87,000 uh-huh. miles. Uh been in the garage taken care of yep. and and uh they're mostly highway miles really yes i traveled so, for work so i was on the highway i was on the interstate traveling to and from right right so go over to the go over to the dealership to order a brand new 2022 that's what we went there for was just to order one they no couldn't one, guarantee it they said it even maybe a 23 because they're late in production right go in there yeah fully expecting them to say it's going to be a year before it gets in here which yes. is perfectly fine i right. was ready for it yes well they happen to have a black one sitting mm. right there that was a 21 with fifteen thousand miles on it right mm-hmm and Jess is looking at the black one. And I'm like, oh, that's nice. Yeah. <laughs> and it's got every bell and whistle, Yukon Denali, everything you can imagine on yeah. it. Yeah. Like yeah. stuff that... We don't need. Like you almost need a college class nowadays to figure out all the shit that's on these Which cars. Which I still have to go see what the car has to offer still. Right. Because I was in a hurry to get gone that Saturday. Oh, so. yeah. Exactly. Yeah. But I'm sitting there, end up taking a ride in it. Okay. <laughs> Jess is driving. I'm just sitting sitting shotgun and, and i'm like yeah oh this thing's so nice yeah and, man this is a nice view and it is it's a truly nice vehicle so we go back in sit down with the salesman uh gonna gonna order the new one so we get it all picked out and he's like well i don't know whether i'll be able to order this next week or it's going to be three months because gm only lets you order at certain times and i don't know when that next time is going to be mm-hmm. so I don't know if it was the salesman kept saying, but we have this one, or if Jess was kind of <laughs> saying, well, that's a really nice one out there. But it's black, and she didn't want black. She right. wants white. White. So white. I kept reminding her of this. You, you know, this white. Is, and here's what I did. This is where I screwed up. <laughs> bad. <laughs> like, really bad. 
And wait a second. Give me some credit because I said, listen, I'm going to leave this up to you. Oh, yeah. I wait for the white one. Absolutely. The black one is absolutely beautiful. We live on a dirt road. It's going to be great still, yes. whatever. <laughs> like, it's fine. So here's where I screwed up. I just, I'm not going to talk numbers of the new vehicle, but I will talk about the old one. Yes. I told the salesman, I will write you a check for X if you give me $10,000 for my 2011 Yukon. Because I thought, no way in hell is that thing worthy of $10,000 with 287,000 miles on it, you know, 11 years old now. Yeah. And that I should have known, I should have known right then was a rabbit hole. Mm-hmm. And he, instead of him laughing at me going, oh man, we can't do that. He got up and goes, let me, let me go talk to my sales manager about that. Mm-hmm. And I thought, holy shit, this might happen. Yep. And I was comfortable with it because I never dreamed. Yeah. Because, you know, they have the price of the vehicle. And I knew if they would give me $10,000 for my vehicle, that would bring that price to $10,000 cheaper. I could write him a check and walk out of there. Mm-hmm. He comes back, obviously. And that's when the haggling began. Yes, yes. And before you know it, he was down like, he's a true salesman. <laughs> I'll give you 5500 for your Yukon. And I'm like, oh, now I know it's worth more than that, especially in today's market. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, but see this, the price that we have on this, this one, this new one, uh, you know, it, it, it blue book values for such and such. Yeah. But we're already going to mark it down to this right here for yeah. you. So yeah. I said, dude, you don't understand. My deal was, I don't care what numbers you finagle and what mm-hmm. blue book values you want to give me. I will give you my car and a check for this amount. Mm-hmm. Do you want the deal or not? Mm-hmm. And what turned out, we didn't meet. No. That day. Nope. So we went home, you know, and of course, the second we got up out of our seat, oh, let me go ask my sales manager I'm one more time. You, I'm telling him that you're leaving. I'm telling him ah. you're standing up. You're walking out the door. You know how it goes. Yeah. And... Comes back, obviously. By that time, I'm out the door sitting in my pickup, getting ready to leave the car lot. And he comes out. He's like, man, I'm sorry. I just can't. I said, well, just go on ahead and order the new one whenever you can. I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm down for that, the price for it and everything. Yes. He said, all right, I'll let you know. So uh, get home, think about it. The next morning, Jess and I are in the shop talking. And I said, you know what? Let's just buy that Yukon right there with cash. And we'll keep ours and just sell it outright. Mm-hmm. And I bet you we'll get close to what I'm the deal was that I just said. And we finagled back and forth just a little bit. Lo and behold, we end up with the car. Mm-hmm. And we kept our Yukon, and it's mm-hmm. we're just cleaning it up and going to sell it now. Yeah, yeah. I need so. to get the outside clean. I got the inside all spotless. Yeah. So, so. she's looking good. Anyway, she's but anyway, that's that's what it is. We're going yeah. to a St. Louis Cardinals baseball game this coming Saturday. And we're going to take the old one because the new one's too nice to take to St. Louis. <laughs> Isn't that pathetic? Old, no, the old one is really, really nice too. Like there oh, for is sure. nothing wrong with that one. But There's no thug is going to come bust the window out of a 2011. Yeah, maybe not. You know, the owner of Taco yeah. Tierra, from what I heard, mm-hmm. if if this story is true, they, took their new, brand new 21 or 22 Yukon to Chicago and got their windows busted. And out. got their windows busted out. Yeah, and I'm sure it's not because it was a POS. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. 
there's just there's there's too much trash and thugs in these big cities. If, yeah. if somebody's going to do that, I'm going to let them do it to the older one, not the newer one. Yeah. And yeah. they're not going to do it to the older one anyway. Somebody's looking for a good vehicle. I mean, it's mechanically sound. If you're looking for it, let me know. Yeah. <laughs> the older, the 2011, it's it's a good, it's a good, it's sharp. It's taken care of. Yes, there are stains some, some places. There's one rip in the seat. Right. But, I mean... But that's your, that's your story, guys, yeah. about There's how we story. ended up with this vehicle. Yes. And are we still going to order the new one? You bet. And when it comes in, if I can, if if we can uh, finagle a deal with them, I'm going to trade this black one off for the one that Jess truly mm. wanted. I yeah, I don't need all the bells and whistles, and which I, is oh my what, gosh, yeah. it's a really nice car. This it is, one. it yeah. is. But man, there's so much crap on it. There is. There's like the there's <laughs> Nicole. I took her to Walmart the other day. <laughs> I picked her up, and she's talking. She's like, well, how many? cameras are on this thing i said i have no idea literally i have to go talk to the guy about what this all the stuff is all the safety features all the things and um yeah and tony's actually the one who told me i could turn off the automatic shut off that drives me nuts yeah you pull up to the stoplight you're yeah, just sitting and it there and it just off. shuts off and then you let off the brake and it starts itself right back it's up. weird that is weird yeah. you know the thing that i'm not used to uh, two things yeah uh you don't put keys in the ignition anymore yeah that's weird you just got this and the shifter. And the shifter. Yep, that's You weird. don't have a shifter. It's like little buttons you push to go mm -hmm. into drive. It's just, it's we not a big deal. It's just weird. The only technology in that car is Sirius XM to like the, we're going from from zero technology to a lot of technology yeah. in a vehicle. Yeah. Which is crazy. But you know, talking about Sirius XM. Oh, what a joke. What a, what a crappy service that yep. has become. Mm -hmm. We yep. drove from Lake Shelbyville all the way home yesterday or last night. Mm-hmm. And couldn't find it. It's like direct TV. You got yeah. 200 channels of absolutely nothing to watch. Yeah. But anyway. anyway. Yeah. But we've been planning for that car. So if people want to talk, that's fine. We've been planning for it as a family, as a household for three years. Yeah. Three whole years. And, you know, there was a chance and, and a point in time where I was like, oh, I'm going to go take a look at the the newer ones in 2019 when they came out with that body style. And you're like, yeah, we can we can start thinking about that or looking at it or whatever. So I would stopped in and I looked at them at the same dealership that we went to. And um, I'm like, you know what? That's a lot of money for for a car. And they're they're nice and stuff. And he was like, well, if you want to see really nice, you got to look at the 21s. And that's when I made my mind up. I <laughs> I told Ryan in 2019, I said, they're coming out with this in 21 and it's only 2019. And I know that's a long ways away, but still like that's, that's the body style that I want. They right. look beefier. They look meatier. And so, Oh yeah. Three years later, well, you know, 10 years with the car, three years planning in the planning session season. For oh this yeah. One. Yeah. Well, yesterday up here at the lake, you know, some of these farmers that's in there, it's like, yeah, I can tell you got a hundred dollar oil. Look at that. That's a nice vehicle <laughs> Jeez. Yeah. or whatever. And man, that, and is it overkill? It absolutely is. There's no doubt about it. That, I mean, nobody needs <laughs> no. that shit. <laughs> no. But if you want it, and and that's going to be your family cruise around car, mm -hmm. you know, to go to church, weddings, everything. Mm -hmm. I, hey, go buy it. If, if, you, if you want it, go buy it. Yep. And all I said to, to those guys that, back there is I said, yeah, yeah, it's a hell of a lot more than what I need, what any of us need. I said, but I put a hell of a lot of Christmas presents under a hell of a lot of people's trees by buying it. Because mm -hmm. it took a hell of a lot of people to build it and a hell of a lot of people to design it. And they wouldn't have jobs if it weren't people like me buying it. Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. And yeah. this one came pre-COVID. This one was built pre-COVID, too. So it, it didn't wait on any chips or anything or sit out. And, uh -huh. Yep. Yeah. So that's kind of cool. But I like that idea. Yep. <laughs> so there's your story about the car. So, yeah. Yeah. Anyway. We are tick I'm tickled. We're tickled. Yeah. And, absolutely. Yeah. Good time. Yeah. 
Yeah. So. Jacked. Anyway, well. I think, oh, but I did have to tint the front windows. I will say that. Yes. <laughs> I've never driven a car without tinted windows, and I had to tint the front, too, you know just what? to make next, it. Next week, we'll tell that story. Oh. Next week. Okay. Oh, about the guy yeah. who tinted yeah, him? Yeah, but okay. I don't want to do it now, because yeah. we're already... We need to. I, I need to go to work. You yes. need to go see your father. Yes. So going to be late now. Mm-hmm. Exactly. But I think we'll call it a day right there. Okay. The summertime music series, the yes. bushels and barrels summertime music series. Let's go over it. Eric Church first week. Oh gosh. Okay. China Grove, the Doobie Brothers second week. Uh-huh. And last week was Warren G. These people are getting like they're seeing how uh, a good diverse playlist. of music we listen to. Mm-hmm. Do you want to continue some diversity? This is your. You, this yes, is you now. Yes, it is. Your and turn. This song reminds me of our buddy Trevor. It's going to remind people of maybe Cardinals baseball. And, yes. Um, you're going to have to help me with the title. Well, and the, now it's now it's Yankees baseball. Yeah, this was okay. Matt, Matt, Carpenter Matt Carpenter for the St. Louis Cardinals. Yeah, his this, was, this was his walk up music when walk he came off. to bat. Now he's yeah. with the New York Yankees. Yeah. But. Uh, which we are going to a Cardinals game soon, and we got on-field ticket visits, which we're so excited about, from the Travis Burkhart Foundation. We were yeah, drawn next Saturday. for that one. Yeah, so yeah. we're jacked to see that Cardinals-Cubs game next Saturday. So, so if you haven't guessed the tune yet that Jessica picked out for her song this week, yes, here it is. <laughs> so good. It is a good song. Turnpike Bush- Troubadours. Bushels and Barrels. Summer Day. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Yes. Bushels and Barrels 1 at gmail.com. Yes. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Matt Carpenter. I don't think about that at all. I do. Every time I hear this song. I think about summertime and our buddy Trevor. <laughs> <laughs> you were born an American. Don't forget to be one. Adios, my friends. Some of these empties, Lord, as soon as I find where they lay, tied off them jolly and leaving mines on a long, hot summer day. And forever day, I'm working on the Illinois River, get a half a day off with pay. Oh, Tobo picking up barges on a long, hot summer day. Well, I got me a gal in Pekin. She's a good old gal, okay. Oh, she's sitting there waiting by a window fan. On a long, hot summer day For every day I'm working on the Illinois River Get a half a day off with pay Oh, so picking up barges On a 